There has always been a battle between light and darkness. Satan hates God and fights against his work. It is vital that God's people recognize their place in this conflict and are equipped for spiritual warfare in our day. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we open God's Word and prepare for the front lines. We all have a lot to learn and we all should be learning at every stage in life. We're talking about being a good soldier of Jesus Christ and one of the things that the Holy Spirit is dealing with me about is the realization that all through life the Lord is making us more and more into the soldiers of Jesus Christ He wants us to be. And one of the chief ways that He does that is through the training we receive from other seasoned soldiers. In our own army, uh, that's the way our young recruits are trained. They're put under the tutelage, the watchful eye, the instruction, the, the diligent training of a seasoned officer. Somebody who has been there, somebody who has done that, has to say, now this is what you can expect and this is how we're going to get you ready. What is true militarily is true spiritually. We've been looking at 2 Timothy chapter 2 where the Bible says, Thou therefore my son endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We come now to 2 Timothy chapter 3 where really the thought just continues. Paul is writing to his son in the ministry, his son of the faith, Timothy. He's training him. Paul is the seasoned soldier. Oh, he is, he is battle-scarred. He even says that he bears in his body the marks of the Lord Jesus. The scars are there. And he has something to say. In chapter 3, he begins using his own life to teach young Timothy to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. It starts this way, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. I want to say, welcome to our world. Doesn't that sound like our newspaper? Doesn't that sound like the news you're seeing right now all over our country and around the globe? These are the perilous times. The idea is that Paul in his day was in a spiritual warfare and he says that's going to intensify. That's not going to get less and less. That's going to get more and more. And so if the battle is going to continue and if the battle is going to intensify, then we need many people to say, I'm going to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. If you come down to verse number 8, he says, Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. So he goes all the way back to Moses. He said Moses had his battle. And then Paul said, and I've had my battles. Listen to verse 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. So he said, Moses had his battle, and he said, I've had my battle, and he says, you're going to have your battle. Verse 12, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, 
and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. He basically says, look, we all have our fight. If you think today you're the only person fighting this fight, I want you to know you're a part of a very large army that has existed all through the annals of history, and it's just your time. It's just your turn. But there's something you can learn from seasoned soldiers like Moses and like Paul. What do we learn from them? Well, first of all, we learn from their enemies. Moses' enemies here are called up by name, Janus and Jambres. What did God do with Janus and Jambres? He stopped them. He killed them. Uh, could I remind you, from Moses' enemies, the Lord's going to take care of the enemies. Someone said, we must remember that even the devil is God's devil. In other words, God has this in control. And the Lord's going to take care of all the enemies in the end. Don't get dismayed today. And what about Paul's enemies? When you read Paul's letters, you see people like Alexander the coppersmith who did him much evil and Demas who forsook him and lots of people who stirred up strife and trouble. He even calls out certain cities here, Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra places where he faced intense persecution. Well, what happened to those enemies? One of two things. Either the gospel broke through and conquered them and they were saved, or the Lord dealt with those enemies and took care of them. You don't have to take care of the enemies. God's going to take care of the enemies. So you can learn something from the enemies of these seasoned soldiers. Then you can learn something from the example of these seasoned soldiers. Now, the Apostle Paul said, You've fully known. Fully known my doctrine. That's what I believe my manner of life, how I've lived, my purpose, my faith, my long-suffering, my charity, my patience. He said, you've seen the example that I've given you. Those who've gone before us, those who are, are a little further on this journey of faith than I am and than you are, they're not perfect people. But many of them have been faithful people. Would you just stop right now and thank God for those who've been faithful, for those who've shown you the way, for those who've taught you the truth. And if they're still alive, Thank them. Let them know how much you appreciate their faithful example. Take something from their example for your own life and say, by the grace of God, I'm just going to be the Christian God wants me to be. I can't change everything and everybody around me, but I can make sure that I stay right with God. I want to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And by the way, only the Lord is the measurement of whether I'm a good soldier or not. Only the Lord can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Only the Lord knows. I'm living my life not for those around me. I'm living my life for the Lord alone. And I'd recommend that to you as well. This seasoned soldier, we learn something from his enemies, from his, his example, and then from his endurance. In verse 11, he says, Persecutions, afflictions which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. Does that word sound familiar? If you back up to chapter 2, verse 3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Essentially, Paul is saying to Timothy, Look, friend, I endured and you can endure. God gave me grace. God will give you grace. Uh, my battle passed and I had the victory. Your battle is going to pass and you're going to have the victory. Press on, my brother. Keep going. How can you do that? Well, read the rest of the verse. He said, I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. I want to encourage you today that the Lord delivered Moses and the Lord delivered Paul and the Lord has delivered every good soldier of Jesus Christ and the Lord is going to deliver you. He may deliver you through death. He may just take you out of this world. He may deliver you uh, by taking care of the enemy right before your very eyes. But now or later, in this life or in the next, I promise you this, you're going to have deliverance and you're on the winning side Rejoice, my friend. All this talk about spiritual warfare shouldn't be doom and gloom. It shouldn't be uh, simply burden. It ought to be a reminder of how wonderful our God is. 
In fact, he says in verse 12, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Just get ready for it. Notice he begins the negative with a positive word, yea. <laughs> yes, yes. Look, persecution's coming. But could I remind you that when God said in verse 13 that evil men and seducers would wax worse and worse, he never said his power would wax less and less. In fact, he goes on in verse 14 to say, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scriptures given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Do you see how he takes the soldier back to the sword? He says, look, you're going to make it. The old soldier who's gripped the, the sword so long, like Mr. Valiant for Truth in Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, whose hand is still cleaving to the sword, says, get a hold of the sword, get a hold of the scriptures. You're going to come through this battle in victory. Learn from the seasoned soldiers. Keep your eyes on the captain of your salvation. Remember that the battle is always fiercest just before it is won. Christ is coming and soon the war will be over. Determine to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey. Until then, you may join us online at scottpauley.org or check out the full-length Bible messages on our YouTube channel, Dr. Scott Pauley. It is our prayer that the Lord will equip you for the battle and help you to live in victory today. Thank you.